Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Cheddar. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my guest today is Khalil. Khalil is from Sacramento, California by way of Atlanta, He has a storybook tale of getting signed to a major label as a young aspiring R&B artist. He was doing covers, uploading them on YouTube. While signed to Def Jam, Khalil will be good friends with a soon-to-be international pop icon, Justin Bieber. And the two began collaborating and hanging out and they became best buds. Khalil tells me of his story of growing up as a foster kid and how it's parallel to the music industry. How he got schooled in the classics like Stevie Wonder and Tevin Campbell what he learned from Justin Bieber about fame, and so much more. Khalil on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Yo, it's your boy Khalil. I got no time to play no games with you. Yeah. 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 I won't say no names. I won't say no names. But you're playing games. Welcome to Toronto, Khalil. Thank you so much. I love Toronto. Yeah, I was about to say, man, you've, how many times have you been here? Because, uh, you know, you shot a video with Justin Bieber. Like, you, uh, tell me, what, what is the vibe? Because you're from Sacramento, California. Uh, what's the vibe that you get from Toronto? What are the things that you notice that are different about this city and this country? Um, I mean, the country is definitely super different for me. I mean, coming from Sacramento, growing up in Atlanta, um, you know what I mean? I'm just used to, like, just a different uh, a different vibe with the people, you know what I mean? The people are a lot different here, you know, I mean... How so? Like, what, do you, what are the little, you know, give us the details of what you notice is different. Um, I don't know. Like a people are bit. super nice, polite. Or yeah, 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 nice. I would say that for sure. Yeah. For sure, nicer than America is different. But um, I don't know. You just find different cultural differences. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I find a dope connection with the city. Um, I, I, I recorded like a little bit of my last project here. Um, uh, long story short, and um. A, a, a lot of what I recorded was done out here in Toronto and LA as well, but the vibes that I get out here making music is is something that I can't reproduce. So mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. And you were in the club last night hanging out with Sean Paul. What was that like? <laughs> that was different. Um, 
I look up to Sean Paul. I mean, I mean, it was um, for me just being in the moment. At, at the time, he was just such a cool guy. He was genuine. You know what I mean? He didn't even know me. We didn't know each other. It was our first time meeting. So for us to catch a vibe like that, it was dope. You know what I mean? For somebody that I look up to, I've been listening to his music since I was a kid. So that's crazy. It's very dope just hanging around in Toronto and. Uh, I notice, man, when I look at, like, say, your social profile, you get you get a lot of love from Brazil specifically. Like, what is that connection? What's what's Brazil specific? Do you notice that too? I'm, I'm yeah, assuming. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, of course, I've noticed it. Um, I have no idea actually where that comes from. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, but they they just gravitate to everything that I do. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Actually, Brazil is one of the dopest places I've been to. You've been there before. Yeah, 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 yeah a few times. Yeah, a few times. Sao Paulo. I haven't been to Rio. I want to go to Rio de Janeiro yeah. and a few other places in Brazil. But um, I haven't really gotten to travel much. I've been to Sao Paulo twice. But I have no idea where the reaction came from. But yeah. once I kind of noticed it, you know, I, I kind of started to embrace it a little bit. And then I guess that's what kind of brought it a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, hey, you take fans wherever they're coming from. So, you know, uh, I want to answer, like, I want to put some things to rest where the fans ask, you know, your YouTube comments on your channel. It's like, you know, somebody saying, yo, he's half Somali, half Moroccan. Some people's like, he's not Somali. He is Somali. So let's clear that up. Are you, what, what's your background? Uh, no, I'm not Somali. No, I'm just African-American. Just African-American. Yeah, everybody thinks, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that exact yeah. statement as well. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where that stemmed from. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can clear that up now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny when you see things like that? We're like, where did these yeah. people get stuff from? Yeah, I don't know. People just create things. Ha- and that really, like half Somali, half Moroccan, that's so specific. Like, Yeah, I don't know. They just create something in their mind and they yeah. just stick with it. They just know they're right. I don't know. Okay, fans. So we got, we cleared that up. And tell us a little bit about your upbringing, man. Um, growing up, uh, I believe in, uh, in Sacramento, uh, what was that like? Because Sacramento is not one of those places where it's bigged up a lot or there's a lot of, it seems like a lot of things don't come out of there. So tell me what it was like growing up in there and your upbringing as well to your home, your moms, your siblings. Like, let me know what that's like. For sure. Um, I mean, growing up in Sacramento was different. I mean, further in the beginning, I mean, it was normal for me. But, I mean, looking back on it, I mean, it's just it's just a small place. Nobody really comes from there. Um, I was blessed just to to be able to travel around when I was young, you know what I mean? So I feel like my culture just comes from so many different places. This is not just specifically based from Sacramento, but I just give love to Sacramento because, you know what I mean, that's where I'm from. Um, but, I mean, my upbringing in, in, in SAC was, was a little bit different just because I grew up in a foster family. Okay. Um, so I mean, it, like since like an uh, like a uh, a baby infant or yeah, since so a, you know, you don't know who you're since three months old. No, okay. I met my, I met my biological mama. I've never met my dad before. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, it was it was just different for me. You know, at first when you're young, you don't really understand, and then growing up older, you know what I mean. You start to get things, but I feel like it kind of just made me who I am today. You kind of look back and I see where it builds up and it molds you for you know something bigger in life, you know what I mean? So I feel like all the things that happened that happened for a reason, I wouldn't say it was, you know, it was good. It was definitely a lot of things that a kid shouldn't have been going through and just switching families a lot and going through different schools and moving around, you know what I mean? At the time, I mean, like I said, it was normal, but I can see how... So there wasn't, like, uh, one family that you were consistent with? Like, what? Tell, can you tell us, take us through that? A little bit. Um, I mean, I was staying with this family. I grew up... Um, I grew up in Sacramento, uh, Oak Park. 
Um, so I was bouncing around. I had this guardian, um, and I was living with them for a little bit. They were close close to my mom. Um, I got left in a pizza parlor by my mom when I was three months old. So that's kind of what stemmed the, the whole uh, foster family situation. And it was my aunt who put me in the foster family. So my aunt kind of looked over me throughout the whole situation while I stood in the um, in the foster family. So I just kind of switched, switched families a little bit. Um, you know, I stayed with some for a few years. And then um, I started singing. I started singing uh, super young. I got my first record deal when I was 13 from L.A. Reed. And uh, just going through that whole process, I just remember going from school to school and switching and changing who I was. I could just see that adding up to music now, you know what I mean? I didn't know I was going to be a singer. I didn't always sing, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. I started posting videos, so I switched families. I moved to Vegas when I was living in Vegas. Uh, like how old? Uh, how old was I? I was in middle school, like seventh grade. I can't remember exactly how old, but it was before 13. Yeah. I can remember that. Um, but, yeah, I was in Vegas, Um uh, yeah, I started singing. I met this guy um, who I called my manager around the time, and he was, like, the first person who kind of put me in the industry and, you know what I mean, started bringing me around. And it was this was all new to me, you know what I mean? At first, I didn't really know if I really wanted to do it, you know what I mean? I was kind of being forced into me and doing it by adults. Like, no, you should sing. You need to sing, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of trying to please them, and I liked it, you know what I mean? I, I just didn't know if it was something that I I believed in. But once it started... Um, I don't know. It just kind of seemed real. I don't know what made me believe in myself. It just kind of seemed real. So I just kind of chased it. It was the only thing I had to chase kind of at that point. I was playing basketball. I was doing other things. But once it came to music, I never really had a, a general say-so, you know what I mean, for my situation, for the things that happened to Khalil as a young kid just moving around. Like I said, bouncing from this school. I didn't get to choose. I didn't get to choose anything, you know what I mean? And nobody would get to choose their family, choose their life. But I just felt out of control, and music was the only place where I had a little bit of control, a little bit of say-so, a little bit of something where, you know, I had my word. So, um, yeah, uh so uh, who who uh, introduced like because uh, you know you're only what 22 or 23, 22 years old. So who introduced you're listening to like Stevie Wonder, Tevin Campbell, Frankie Lyman. Yo, like that's like you know that's OG old school. So who brought that music into your life? Who who? That was, yeah. that was um, my manager at the time that I was uh, that I was working with. Uh, this guy Jason Williams. Shout out to Jason Williams. If it wasn't for that guy, I probably wouldn't be doing anything in music right now. Um, he was the first one to just kind of put me through my first stage of artist development and making me go back and study my roots and listen to people like Donny Hathaway and listen to people like Shaka Khan. And, you know, I was singing songs like My Funny Valentine and Goody Goody by Frankie Lyman and Lately by Stevie Wonder, you know what I mean? And all these songs that, um, you know, a kid who was 13 wouldn't really know, wouldn't have no idea about any of these songs, and I'm just singing them. So... When I start singing these songs for people like L.A. Reid and stuff like that, and Kwan Prather, um, they were, you know, it instantly grabbed their attention. Just like you said, you know what I mean? How did I know those songs? Um, and once I started looking it up, um, I mean, my, my manager he told me he told me to listen to some like some all other stuff. He told me to listen to like uh, "Ribbon in the Sky." by Stevie Wonder, which is a great song. Um, but when I listened to it back then at 13, I don't know, I just wasn't as moved. 
So I just looked up other songs by Stevie Wonder, a bunch of other songs that I came around with lately. So when he told me to sing Ribbon and Sky, I just came out singing lately by Stevie Wonder, you know what I mean? So that was just little things that I did to kind of, you know what I mean, take control and do my own thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, man, we're, uh, you're lucky to get that influence because, uh, you know, that's the one thing that uh, kids, early uh, kids nowadays, if they don't have somebody putting them on, you're not even like you're not. We're not even talking about early 2000s or late 90s. You're talking about like 80s and like like you're talking about the classics. You're talking about the people two generations ago. So you're very very lucky to know where that. So um, you're in front of L.A. Reid. You're 13 years old. You're singing, and then what happened after that? I received my first record deal with Def Jam. Um, I put out a few singles with Def Jam. Um, and after that, L.A. Reid, I got fired from Def Jam. So, um, and shout out to L.A. Reid. Um, so, I mean, a lot of things just switched in the building. Um, a few years ago, um, I met uh, a guy, Justin Bieber, and he uh, he uh, kind of just took me under his wing after we met. You know, we kind of met, we met through Def Jam. We were both signed there. We got signed there, like, um, probably like a few weeks apart or something like that. But um, once we met, um, I don't know, we just kind of just clicked real fast and uh, became friends, and I eventually did a deal, did a record deal with Justin, so now I'm back with Dev Jam through his label. New book alert! What's up, guys? I'm proud to announce that I published a new book, but before I tell you about it, I need to give you the backstory. Last year, I went to the East Coast Music Association. I spoke on a panel about how to get your music featured, build a relationship with the fans, the media, and the industry. After the session, artist-producer Classified, who's been in the game for 22 years, he's released over 15 albums. He was blown away, and he told me that he learned a lot and that I should be a music manager. This wasn't the first time that I heard this, but I figured instead of managing one artist, I'd like to help people using the Come Up Show platform. That's where this ebook comes in. It's titled Stop Playing By Their Rules, an artist guide on how to market the fans. It's out right now and on sale for $9.99. You can get it from Amazon, iBooks, Google Play, or you can get it direct from me at thecomeupshow.com. It's not only applicable to artists or creatives. If you're looking to build a business, if you need to reach an audience, this can definitely help you with your marketing. I talked a lot about why you should not rely on social media for your communications. Read a free sample of the book, Stop Playing by Their Rules, an artist guide on how to market to fans on Amazon, iBooks, Google Play, or direct at thecomeupshow.com. Uh, so obviously, Justin Bieber, you know, homegrown, he's from here. Uh, I, I wonder him being like a pop star, like what... What have you learned from looking at his uh, path? Um, I mean, a lot of people can just watch and see a lot of the things that we've been through together. So mm-hmm. I could just say that, man, watching that kid, uh, it's, just, it's just about growth. You know what I mean? Just trials and tribulations, so many trials and tribulations and how people try to knock you down and just got to stay on the horse and just keep going. You know what I mean? And um, people have seen it, you know what I mean, with, with, with past history and stuff. But, I mean, you just got to stay on the horse mm-hmm. and keep going. What would you say are some of the things because, you know, um, say, you know, uh, fame at that level is, can, like, can, is intoxicating, can, like, really be dangerous. Mm-hmm. What are some, because, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you can learn from somebody else's mistakes or what the world's doing to them. Like, what are the things that you can learn from things that, that people, the media that tries to do or the, the world tries to do to him that you're going to maybe try to avoid or try to overcome? 
like I said, you just got to stick with it. I mean, so many people are going to try to come at you with left field stuff or try to try to say crazy stuff, I mean, but it's 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 what we signed up for in the beginning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we always have to remember. I mean, it's not necessarily didn't sign up for it, but in another respect we did. So, I mean, you just got to stay with it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this is a, a comment, a fan comment. It looks like you have very passionate fans who are, like, waiting for music. And this is a comment from your simple video, and I want, I'd like to know what you'd have to say about this. So the, co- the fan comment, and I love it. I just, I just wish Khalil was more consistent. Like, there's nothing wrong with smoking and partying a little weed here and there, but I think he'd be recognized or blow up more if he was consistent putting out music and not delaying his project so long. Hopefully he gets more serious so we can hear him on the radio more. What would you have to say to that fan and the rest of the fans who feel that way? I just have to say... Uh I mean, it's just a lot more that goes into you know putting out music. I've been I've been making music for like, what, like maybe I don't even know how many years now. Eight but, years minimum. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like over ten years probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, nine years. Yeah. Yeah, around thirteen yeah. to twenty-two. Yeah, yeah around. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I mean, with that being said, I mean, there's just so much that goes into putting out music, record clearances, stuff like that. And um, like I said, I went through a, a, a period of changing record deals and going through that. So there's just so much behind the scenes business and stuff that gets in the way of being an actual artist. So I kind of have to just clear my mind of all of that and just stay focused on music. But I have a new project coming out end of the month, the beginning of next month. So it's called Prove It All. So for everybody who's been waiting on that music, I would just say, look out for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you learned about patience, Khalil? Patience is a motherfucker. How have you learned to be patient? I'm sure you've had moments like, oh, my God, when, when am I? What have you learned? How do you learn to manage that? Yeah. Man, um, patience is one of the hardest things to 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 manage with this whole thing is because you just want to be heard. You just want to get that message out there. You just want people to, you know, hear your message and and you just want to be a light. So trying to balance that patience is like, that's where things can get crazy. You know what I mean? And that's, I feel like that's what makes or breaks an artist though. That's what makes or breaks an artist when they're going to stay in it and when when they're going to go through the trials and tribulations. Because if you just look at the, just look at, the blueprint of how other artists came into the game, you can just see every artist who just stuck with it and stays on it, you know what I mean, is the ones who prevail in the end, you know what I mean? And some people have crazy stories of stuff they go through before, and you know, and some people don't, and some people just go, and you know what I mean? So it's different for everyone. So I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's a path you have to go through to learn, you know what I mean? Mm. So if your 22-year-old self today could go back to your 13-year-old self back then, what, what, would, you, what would you say to yourself, to your 13-year-old self? Mm, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, what would I say to my 13-year-old self? I don't know. I feel like there's so, much, so many things. Oh, I, let's I, just shut, shut Be real with us. But that's... Yeah. I, what was that? Sorry. I said I feel like there's so much, so many things that I, that I would probably try to switch or do differently. You know what I mean? But I kind of can't look at it as a mistake. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know what that switch. You know, every 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 action has a reaction. So yeah. you kind of don't know where you could take it. But 
Not necessarily change. Not necessarily what you change, but like advice that you could give yourself in terms of like, yo, like so the path will be exactly the same, but just advice to give yourself. Yo, you're about to be on this type of path, and I just want to tell you this. Tell myself you have no idea what's in store for you. That's what I would tell myself. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much, you know, sometimes you make plans in life and God is just looking at you like, ha, 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 laughing, you know what I mean? So, you know, you never know. Uh, Khalil, uh, what are the sacrifices that you've had to make to be on this path? I feel like I just sacrifice a lot of things. I just sacrifice uh, a lot of things being young. I don't know. I wouldn't say I sacrificed my childhood, but I don't know. I just sacrifice a lot of time, you know? A lot of, um, I feel like a lot of people in life had to sacrifice. I don't know, it's different. Um, I come from a foster family, but there's still nobody that I really knew from a baby to now, you know what I mean? So it's different. People just kind of come in and out. So I had to find the people in life that I wanted to keep around and build and make, you know what I mean, uh, myself a family, uh, kind of so to speak. Because um, when you just have people just coming in and out of your life and you start seeing that, like, no one's consistent, you want to start building that consistency. And what the music industry is, it's, it's not consistent, you know what I mean? So when you come from that, it's just made me just so easily to adapt, but it's still so hard, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's such a weird place to be in, but if you're in it, you, you, you know, kind of. So you're saying uh, since you were in a, a foster home, you were used to uh, people coming and going into your life, and that's kind of uh, happening in the music business because people come and go. But you're looking to build uh, foster long-term relationships like, sure. like sure. ride or die. People. For sure, for yeah. sure. That's kind of, um, I don't know, that's, that's, that's probably why artists and stuff click so much because we have so many of those same things in common, you know what I mean? I just see some of the same things, you know, so that's probably how me and JB kind of linked up. It's probably how, you know, me and other artists like Lil Twist kind of linked up. I mean, it's just different, you know, when you have a natural connection with someone through life and when you go through the kind of same things, you just naturally click. Um, but, yeah, it's so inconsistent um, that, I mean... I just try to create uh, like a daily thing that I do. That's you know what I mean. That's consistent. You know what I mean. So it's just different. Like know. what daily rituals? Or um, what do you mean by that? No, like um, stuff that I can look back and see yearly shit. You know what I mean? Like because I'm I don't come from a family, so I'm not used to the birthday shit and yearly things that you do you know what I mean I'm not I'm just not used to it I don't know it's different like homesick what is that you know what I mean I don't I don't I don't know what that is you know it's just different there's no home to be sick of to be to miss exactly so yeah so it's just different I don't know so when you just come from that space it just forces you to kind of always be an adaptive kind of on guard type of thing I don't know First mind Think about what I shouldn't do Shouldn't do So don't waste no time Never said that this was it No Can't run for myself Never thought I need help Baby, but I do, but I do oh, I wish it was simple
Yo, I, I really feel like the, 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 these things you're telling me is a very unique story, and uh, I think you're writing a little bit more yourself now because people to, used to write a lot for you. I was wondering if like you're putting this into new music because I really feel like people can connect. There's a lot of people out there who feel like they're lonely, a lot of people out there uh, who don't have a family, and sometimes they may have a family and they don't even belong, or like you know what I mean, like that loneliness, like that vulnerability. Exactly. exactly. Uh, are you looking to include that more into your music sure. and tell me about your writing process now that you're writing yourself? Um, I feel like my writing process is like a direct reflection of that. If you go listen to songs like Simple, you know what I mean? I feel like you can hear the pain. You can hear me crying out for that message, that same message, if you really think about it. You know what I mean? And there's so much other music that I have that's just like that on this project. Um, uh, it's called Prove It All, like I said. Um, I mean, and I've been recording this project for a while. I've gone through so many names. I've gone through so many covers. I've gone through so many... Songs, like you know what I mean. I just, just a lot of shit, just to get to this point. So um, I'm, I'm super proud in, in, in what we have to come, um, and hopefully everybody connects with. That. I mean, it's, it's a super dope, it's a super dope project. My writing process has changed so much over the years, just because of, like you said, I had so many people writing for me when I was young, and I didn't really get a chance to to write as a, when, I was, when I was young and just coming up. So I kind of had to take that on my own. That was one of the things. I kind of just had to go to the studio by myself and just start writing and just start doing it and kind of force it onto people until they kind of liked it. So um, I think it's dope. I, th- I feel like when you write your own music, you can really create and bring it from more of a real place than rather have someone try to bring that out of you. You know what I mean? It's already there. You can just naturally... You know what I mean? Give exactly what you have and just spill your heart onto the track. So I feel like I definitely portrayed that on this project for sure. Hmm. Uh, uh, so the new EP, what's what's is it EP? What should fans expect on that? What are you excited about? I didn't do too many features on there. Um, I wanted to really just keep it myself. I did features in the past, stuff with me and JB, and I just don't want anything that... I overshadow what I have to show on this project, so I just kept it clean and just kept it simple, just me, um, just me, uh, some good beats, a lot of live live strings and live um, beats on there, so hmm. yeah, it should be dope. What is inspiring you? It doesn't have to be music-related, but the things that are getting excited, what's inspiring you, Khalil? Um, a lot of things inspire me. I mean, if you're speaking on just anything like yeah. clothes, from clothes to to painting to you know art. What kind of paint? Like uh, canvas type of thing. Stuff? Like canvas. Okay. Art. And I mean, I like to look at all type of painting, any type of painting. I I got into spray painting a little bit, a little. You know, what I mean, dip and dab, not really. But um, I mean, I like all kind of art. You know, what I mean, anything inspires me. Uh, life, uh, family, like you said. Uh, um, I don't know. I just try to bring my inspiration from everything. I feel like that's the, that's one of the hardest parts about being an artist is getting inspired. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to pull from everywhere. So I try to pull. You know what I mean? I take from anything, movies. Uh, I don't know, clothes. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you wanted to say to the people who are listening right now, Khalil? Your fans, your day one fans, the people who are just hearing you for the first time on this podcast, what do you want to say to them? Um, uh, I got a lot of new music on the way. Stay tuned. Um, to all the fans I've been waiting and going through this whole process with me, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. I love all my fans. 
Um, and if you've been going through this process with me for the for, for the past few years, then then the music that I have coming, then they should definitely be excited for. I feel like they can definitely connect with it and understand. It's a direct reflection of me. So if you've been rocking with me, then you'll like this project. What did you think of my interview with Khalil on the Come Up Show podcast? I love your thoughts and your comments. If this is your first time listening to the Come Up Show podcast, check out our previous interviews. I know there's something there for you. Subscribe to the Come Up Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts. The full details are in the podcast description. My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.